Hello and welcome to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about gold in Latin America, Central America to be precise. And I'm joined this morning by Akiba Leesman, CEO of Maker Mining. Good morning, Akiba. Hi, good morning, Paul. How are you? I am very well, thank you. Um, you put out quite a, a, a very interesting and, and detailed uh, news release this morning. But uh, before we get into that, um, how about you start by giving us a, a sort of brief overview of Mako Mining and uh, San Albino Gold Mining Project in Nicaragua? Sure. I mean, the way that we always like to describe it is that we're doing three things uh, on our property in northern Nicaragua. Uh, we've commercialized what is the highest grade uh, open pit mine in the world. We declared commercial production on that uh, July 1st of, of last year. So we're about uh, ready to complete our third uh, full quarter of commercial production. Uh, but we intentionally uh, designed the initial San Albino uh, mine and processing plant, which was initially scoped out to be 500 tons per day, in order for it to be a test case to do the next step to expand this to a thousand tons a day and make this mine uh, to a level of materiality uh, in the context of, of global mining. So taking us from, let's call it a, a low to mid 40,000 ounce year producer to a factor of two uh, above that. And then thirdly, uh, which I always thought was the, the most important part about Mako, which this press release that we put out this morning is really there to describe, is that we do think that we're sitting on an orogenic gold mining camp. Uh, we have 188 square kilometers uh, of concessions, uh, 28 uh, kilometers of strike potential uh, from the southwest uh, 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 tip of our property to the, the northeast uh, tip of our property. And really there are, are showings um, all over the uh, the concessions to, to the extent that we actually do have gold going off our property in all directions. So in, in this type of geology uh, that we have in, uh, in Nicaragua and Central America more broadly, it is very unique in terms of some of our uh, other peers that are out there. It does have all the hallmarks of being a young orogenic system. And these types of systems and districts, it's frankly unusual uh, to find these containing less than millions of ounces of gold when all was said and done. Uh, so what we described today was really a detailed uh, program now that we actually have the capital to uh, to invest in, in what we call a big boy exploration program over here funded all through cash flow from that 500 ton per day mine, we can now go over all of the targets that we've generated over the course of the last two and a half years through prospecting, um, trenching and soil sampling and, and drilling as well. Excellent. Thank you for that. Um, and just to sort of underscore the high grade nature of uh, what you have, uh, one of the drilling highlights that you uh, reported this morning, two meters grading 43.7 grams per tonne gold with uh, 24, 25 grams a tonne silver in there as well. Um, now, as, as you mentioned, um, the, the, this morning, you also announced the 17.2 million US dollar drilling program. And you've, you've got a pretty neat graphic in there. It shows uh, how your, uh, you plan to distribute that 110,000 meters of drilling through various different sort of targets. Uh, um, why don't you talk us a little bit through that? Obviously, some of that is at the sort of near mine, near the San Albino mine, um, but a key part of that is also on the Los Cantitas deposit where you're working towards producing a, a maiden mineral resource estimate. Sure. So when we, we put out the, uh, the updated resource at the, the end of 2020, uh, it was intentionally designed to be a conservative resource 
uh, where we we definitely got a handle of the geological model, which is this is kind of a, a difficult project to, to model. Our, our predecessors, when they put out their 900,000 ounce resource in 2012, that was slightly updated in 2015. A lot of the reasons why that that resource uh, was not great uh, was actually just because of the complexity of the geology. Uh, and when we deal with complexity, our approach is just put a zero on it. We'll come back later. Make sure that we we know what we know. Uh, and then when the mine is turned on and we have the ability to have our, our geologists, uh, both mine geologists and exploration geologists, take a look at how this is coming out of the uh, the pit to use those analogs, not only to expand the resource that we have over at San Albino, but elsewhere on the property. So this program uh, that we've uh, we've generated is really there to do uh, a few things, like really to, to focus on all three of the uh, of the the objectives of, of the company that 500 tons per day, 1,000 tons per day, and then and then eventually proving that this is an orogenic gold mining camp. So in aggregate, there's going to be about 110,000 meters of of drilling, but two of our uh, of our nine rigs are going to be reverse circulation uh, drilling, which is really just there uh, to guide our our exploration. That's stuff that we are going to be processing in our internal lab, and will be there to to guide kind of our approach. So really, we have seven core rigs. Uh, that are going to be drilling, let's say, uh, around 80,000 meters for this um, uh, for this program. And then those seven rigs are going to be targeting for each one of these objectives. So certainly to expand the resource that we that we have, put out a press release about a month ago uh, showing that there is direct extension along strike uh, of San Albino to the northeast, in, inclusive of some follow-up uh, drill results that we put out this morning, uh, which pushes the, the strike of San Albino at least 120 meters uh, to the north and down dip at least another 110 meters uh, down dip, completely wide open. So we'll be able to access this through open pit mining and then eventually underground because these types of orogenic systems, when all is said and done, these veins are going to be going to the center of the earth if provided that there is structural continuity over there. Now we also have targets over here that are there to do the second objective, to, to make the expansion case uh, to a thousand tons a day. And that's gonna require a resource uh, elsewhere on the property. I, I don't think we're gonna have enough mining faces at San Albino to ever get a consistent thousand tons of ore uh, in front of that, uh, of that mill. Uh, so we're gonna need to open up a second mining front and the most advanced area outside of San Albino is the Southern part of Las Conchitas. Las Conchitas directly about San Albino. The southern part of it is only about two and a half kilometers uh, as the crow flies to the south of, um, of, of San Albino. Uh, and we basically have enough information there to, to put the, uh, the framework around uh, an inferred resource on that if we wanted to put it out now. Uh, but a portion of this, uh, this drilling budget is going to be focused on doing infill work and getting that out, not only in terms of a resource by the very end of this year, but also we're in the process right now of getting our exploitation permits over at Las Conchitas so that we are going to be breaking ground and moving dirt on the southern part of Las Conchitas for eventual mill feed at San Albino that eventually will make the decision to, to double capacity, which we're fully permitted to do over at 1,000 tons a day. And then probably about three quarters of the budget uh, are there for uh, what we would call uh, early and mid-stage expiration targets. Um, so this is this is really um, greenfields or, or or let's say one one notch above greenfields type uh, type drilling over here. Uh, so we do have an area directly to the north of San Albino on the other side of a fault. Um, so the the mineralization has been displaced, but there is enough room directly on the north of San Albino to house another San Albino deposit. 
so we we just uh, acquired the uh, the surface rights uh, directly to the north of our mine. Uh, we have uh, our, our drill platforms have now been built, and we're going to be turning rigs on that uh, that property this month. It is mineralized. Even even making our road cuts, we are finding. Uh, mineralized quartz veins that we, we needed a bag and store in security to avoid people kind of walking away with it. It is clearly mineralized on the other side of the fault. So we have no, no issues saying that San Obino is going to get materially bigger. But there's also going to be different parts of that, that program that are going to be, shall we say, more, more early stage and even potentially more high, high impact exploration. And that's everywhere from the northern part of, uh, of Las Conchitas, where we, we have drilled sporadically. There's only been a couple of thousand meters of drilling in the, uh, the central and north part of Las Conchitas with spectacular hits that have never been followed up on. So here's going to be the, the, the first time that we'll have the ability to, to follow up on some absolutely uh, amazing results that we've put into that, that press release. And then it's the early stage stuff on two concessions that we picked up, one in 2019 and one in early 2020, the Puerto Rios concession, uh, which is directly to the north of our San Albino mine, uh, and then the La Segoviana concession, which we picked up in early 2020. We got drilling permits to do both properties the end of last year. Uh, we have started to acquire very large swaths of surface rights uh, on those properties as well. And uh, our objective is to make at least two material discoveries, greenfield discoveries, on those two concessions, because when we did our prospecting work and we go to, to the, the various small scale miners that are they're very friendly and allows us access to, to see how these, these veins lie um, in situ. So we get to, to have a, an understanding of the morphology there. We can process it in our, our lab to see uh, the, the mineralogy as well. And it's very clear that there is the potential over at Segoviana and Puerto Rios to house not just a San Albino, but something in order of magnitude bigger than there. Uh, so. I, I've always said for the last years, this is a type of system where it will be unusual to find millions and millions of ounces of, of gold when, when all is said and done. That's quite a, a bold statement to say you want to make two new regional discoveries, but uh, I, I guess you're seeing the evidence that uh, you can achieve that. Yeah, the, the, the beauty of our, our property, it's kind of an, an interesting thing where there's very, very little true outcrop, right? So... Uh, you can walk across the property and not see any exposed vein. You'll, you'll occasionally see some uh, some subcrop and uh, and various float uh, that's uh, that's on the ground that's that's mineralized, and we, we have some spectacular samples on that as well. But it's very rare that you see direct outcrop uh, in situ in quartz veins that are mineralized over its surface. Now, the, the good thing about that is that if, if this was outcropping, this would have been mined many, many years ago uh, through, through various small-scale mining and even the, the, the various levels of commercial mining that's happened over the last few hundred years. But it is very, very shallow. These, these types of veins, uh, they, they kind of nearly daylight, maybe two, three meters from surface. So with that, it's, uh, there's two things that are very effective. One from, uh, from a, a geochemical standpoint, so doing soil samples, uh, we get wonderful signals uh, from, from geochemistry to go and actually have a good understanding about where the geology um, lies and, and where drilling on, on hotspots, even our reverse circulation program, effectively that, that's going to be a, a, a deep geochem program, uh, for lack of a better word. But also because of the uh, the sporadic small-scale mining that has happened on this property over the course of the last few hundred years, 
um, you do actually have a lot of uh, underground workings. We we put in the in the press release this morning that that we've we've sampled 900 separate targets, all of them containing uh, the uh, grades that are in excess of, of a gram, and, and the vast majority of them are containing uh, on occasion grades that are over half ounce material. And when you actually have these these workings exposed, and you know what the 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 general a direction of the uh, of the strike and, and dip of the deposits are, you can start linking these together by just seeing where the, the various workings are. And then over at Segoviana and then over at Puerto Rios, it does not take a lot of imagination to show that this is going to be an area where uh, an economic deposit is going to be found based on the information that we have to date, even without putting a drill hole in there right now. Okay, I guess that uh, shows one of the, the benefits of having cash flow because that really does open the possibilities of what you can do with the drill bit and, and really un unlocking the project, uh, sorry, the property, the, the broader property. Um, going back to Las Conchitas, can we talk a little bit about the timeline there? You're obviously doing a lot of drilling there this year. What, what's the timeline on the potential resource update there and therefore on the potential decision-making about um, you know, expanding to 1,000 tons a day at the plant? Yeah, when we put out our five-year plan in 2019, we wanted to get a, a Las Conchitas resource out, I would say by like, uh, let's call it the, the early part of the second half of, uh, of 2022. We had a lot of delays of getting some, some rigs. It wasn't even a capital constraint. It was like physically getting the rigs over at site uh, to do the infill work. So I think that that's got a, it's been pushed back for about three or six months. So it's, it's going to be very, very end of this year uh, that we'll be able to get um, uh, a resource over at, uh, at, at Las Conchitas, not just for the, the advanced uh, stage um, uh, property, the Las Conchitas uh, South, but also to have uh, inferred resources at the, the other seven or eight targets that we have on, on the broader three and a half square kilometers of, of Las Conchitas specifically. That being said, all of the of the work, or at least the vast majority of the work uh, that needed to be done in order to submit an exploitation permit has effectively been complete, right? So we were able to do uh, an internal block model pit design. Uh, we, we've just got permitted on a uh, on a waste dump on, on the north. We were doing a, a condemnation drilling program. First condemnation hole we put in wound up hitting mineralized courts with, with gold running through it. So it was an unsuccessful condemnation program, but uh, luckily we, we do have enough space for, for waste and infrastructure over here. So our expectations are th that we are going to get an exploitation permit over at Las Conchitas this, this calendar year as well. So we're going to be mining from two separate areas uh, in 2022. Now the decision to make the, um, the the doubling of capacity from 500 to 1,000 tons a day, which we're also fully permitted to do, we got that permit almost two years ago, um, will be uh, determined based on us having like a real mine plan where we're very comfortable that we have enough line of sight to be feeding that mill at a consistent thousand tons a day without ever having to worry about slowing down. Um, and then hopefully we'll be there either at the very end of this year or early next year to make that decision. Okay, it sounds like you're going to have some sort of interesting sort of capital allocation decisions to make. Um, you obviously announced $17 million for exploration uh, today. Um, you're going to have a, the decision to make to increase to 500 tons a day. What, what sort of investment will that require? So when we built uh, the, the plant in from late 2019 to, to early uh, 2021, uh, we made uh, civil engineering decisions that would uh, that really uh, cut the, not only the timeline but the capex to do the the expansion. So we laid all the foundations for an additional five carbon leach tanks. Uh, we have an oversized crusher that can easily handle 16, 1700 tons a day. We acquired two secondhand uh, 500 ton per day mills that that we we run each one right now 
uh, can probably, when it's 100% available, we can probably run each one at about 650 uh, thereabouts. Uh, so a, a single mill is right now delivering pretty consistently, even with uh, with, with not perfect availability of on on average about 510 tons a day, so above our nameplate capacity. But we now have we have two mills, so we'll need to make uh, a few adjustments to the the plan. Obviously, building the the leach tanks on the foundations, uh, we'll have to to get a few additional generators because I, I don't think we're going to be linked to to grid power for a long time, um, feasibly as well as economically. Um, and then we're probably the, the component of the, uh, of, of the plants that's the longest lead and, and also the, the highest, uh, CapEx. So let's call it about 2 million out of a, out of $5 million expansion budget directly on, on the, on the plant expansion, uh, is our filter press. Uh, so that right now is running maybe eight, nine months of, uh, of lead time on that. Uh, there are a couple of uh, second-hand plants that we've, uh, we've uh, we found across uh, Latin America as well. So really that's gonna determine when the, uh, the plant can get expanded is, do we have enough mineralization to support a thousand tons a day without ever having to worry about slowing down? And when do we pull the trigger on that filter press? Because that's gonna determine when this thing can actually get expanded. And we're, we're debating that internally, as you said, from a capital allocation standpoint, uh, as, as we speak right now. Is that a decision that's likely to be made this year or that going to 2023? I would say that that decision, that decision will definitely be made this year. Um, and that will lead to a likely uh, expansion where we're gonna be operating a thousand tons a day uh, sometime in the, in the first half of next year. Okay, thank you. Now, in addition to, to that, you're also, uh, you've got debt to repay and you've also got a normal course issue bid uh, open to, to buy back stock. Uh, what, what's your, your thinking on how much you're going to allocate to both of those this year? The, the top priority is always debt repayment. Um, so it's, uh, it's relatively high cost debt. Uh, so uh, Wexford Capital, the controlling shareholder, put in $15.15 million of debt in February of 2020, right before the, uh, the pandemic hit. That was a, was a very uh, important facility for us to, uh, to get. Um, and then right now that has been uh, repaid. We now have uh, just under $9 million of, uh, of principal left. Uh, the plan is to fully repay that principal sometime in uh, in Q3, and basically we we have uh, our balance sheet is 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 fairly simple. Is that what what is the money that we have to fund our operations? What is the money that we have to fund from the expiration standpoint? So I fund the the business, all three of those business objectives, and then really everything beyond that effectively is used for uh, for debt repayment, with one caveat. So if for whatever reason, our stock is just not reflecting reality, because we, we've always been a controversial name and people like made up, store, store, frankly, stories about us, about why, uh, why, why Mako is this or that. And to the extent that there is going to be a disconnect, we do have an, an NCIB in place uh, and we, we've, we've already repurchased 500,000 shares through that NCIB, um, but it's there for, for tactical purposes now. But as soon as that debt's repaid, we we don't believe in having excess cash in our, our balance sheet, so all of that will be used for for shareholder returns. Uh, initially, to complete that thirty some odd million dollar, uh, I'm sorry, 30, uh, 30 some odd million share uh, NCIB, uh, and then eventually to uh, to initiate a dividend when we actually have some some long term visibility on on what the the sustainable cash flow for this this operation is. Okay, thank you. Now you're currently trading about thirty seven cents per share. Do you have a sort of a target share price in mind where 
this NCIB kicks in? Sure. So the the way that I always described it, even from from back in 2019, so when we were we were a 25 million dollar market cap company pre pre finance, because uh, we did raise uh, US 40 million dollars of equity along the way. Uh, so when we were a 25 million dollar uh, market cap company, I, I, I told people in 2019 is that these are our three objectives. I view San Albino number one is probably worth 35 cents based on where I think gold prices are going, but I do think. That is about 25% of the, the value of the, uh, of the company. So back in 2019, nobody was valuing us at anything, right? It was, it was kind, of a, kind of a weird little company. There was a management change. Nobody knew what was going on. Obviously, everybody had some, some views of a, of a deeply flawed resource that was out there. Nobody knew what the actual um, uh, construction plan uh, was. So at that point in time, when we raised that first $20 million, uh, that was a time for me personally to, to basically buy every single share that I could find in the market because it was just not being valued at all. When we got to the level that we're trading at right now, uh, it, it values our mind. And this is kind of where the controversy comes in, into place. It's like, oh, you have, a, you have a market cap of X and your mind is, is this. Uh, wh where's the value over here? Well, the value over here is, is always been on stage two and three. It's the ability to expand this to a thousand tons a day, the ability to have that level with some modicum of longevity based on the advanced stage resources that we know are going to be developed. And then where I think half the value of the overall company is going to be is on proving that this is an orogenic gold mining camp. If the market doesn't want to value us on stuff that we haven't proven that is okay. That is that is on me. It's my 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 goal. My objective is to execute. So if the market wants to wait to do that, I'm I'm perfectly sanguine with it. So back in 2019, weren't valued at, at all. In which case, I'm putting every single uh, dollar of spare liquidity into this this company, which which I did. Now we're being valued at one, but the the mine is complete and the market's not valuing anything on two and three. So I've been in the market purchasing quite a quite a bit of shares, uh, and then over time, just like in the last two and a half years, we've we've proven a lot of naysayers wrong, and we fully expect to do that over the course of the next three to five years as well. Well, uh, just on the numbers you've given there, you've had a sort of 10x uh, increase in valuation to about 250 million dollars currently. So uh, congratulations there. Um, Looking further ahead, obviously you, you've got a lot of potential on the land package you, you already have. Um, going further ahead, are you looking at M and A? Do you want to sort of grow Mako into a you know, let's say, a multi-asset gold producer? Um, yeah, yes. So I think even if we execute on everything we we uh, we, we dream about, so everything is is perfect. Execution is exactly how we under uh, wrote this in two thousand and nineteen. We're still, frankly, too small of a of a, of a company to to be uh, ideally situated in 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 global mining, right? So that 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 would equate to let's say a, a ninety thousand ounce, a eighty to ninety thousand ounce a year producer, albeit one that's extremely profitable. That, that would be generating uh, eighty ninety million dollars a year in, in cash flow, potentially even more at today's gold price uh, at, at this point. But still, in the context of global mining, that's just not uh, enough to be what I would consider to be liquid and, and relevant, uh, which is kind of where uh, the end game is. So it's always kind of on our our mind. Um, I think with uh, obviously the execution of M and A depends quite a bit on on relative valuations, but I actually do think the hardest part about M and A is just making sure that there is some sort of 
of fit from uh, from an asset uh, perspective, uh, even from 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 a social perspective, it's been very very difficult, especially on that latter bit, uh, to uh, to to engage. So right now, uh, we've always been open uh, to exploring um, other people's assets, and we've always been an open book in terms of people taking a look at us. But just like from the the investor side, both on the retail and the institutional side, on the corporate side. There was a lot of people that were kind of looking at us with their with their noses kind of high, um, and it was really on us to execute uh, on our our assets and our projects for people to take us us seriously, um, and for for lack of a better word. And I think we've gone a long way uh, since 2019 over there. I don't think we're there yet. I think we're we're, we're definitely viewed as outsiders in this in this industry. Um, and then, but eventually, the the facts on the ground are going to overwhelm people's hesitancy to take a look. Uh, but just like we're we're we're, we're there and 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 we, we kind of put ourselves in a position to to prove ourselves to the investor side, we're there to prove ourselves to other corporates to see if that there is an opportunity for M and A in in all three directions, either us buying something, us merging with something similar, ideally without diluting the asset quality, or us eventually selling to uh, to a larger uh, a larger organization. It seems you're taking steps forward in leaps and bounds to, to achieving that, Akiba. And uh, I imagine a key catalyst there will be paying down that debt in, in the third quarter and being sort of debt free because that puts a completely different complexion on things. Sure. I mean, at, at the end of the day, the, uh, the, the balance sheet is, is, is fine. I mean, relative to our, our, our equity, relative to our cash flow, the, the debt is, is virtually nothing. And, and by the way, there's also another uh, roughly 3,700 ounces of, uh, of a gold loan. Uh, that's owed to an affiliated royalty company called Sailfish Royalty Corp. That's being paid down 205 ounces uh, a month, which I, I, don't, I don't think will be accelerated. So we'll hold that to maturity. Um, yeah, no, I think people's hesitancy is on, on dealing with with debt is simply because usually debt overwhelms the the underlying profitability of a lot of these small scale mining assets. For us, it's it's not it really is not an issue. It's like we we've paid down since Q3. We've paid down over $6 million of principal after spending like a boatload of money on our initial stage on the, on the exploration side for what this is on that initial 500 ton per day mine, which equates to a, to a low to mid 40,000 ounce run rate. This mine generates a lot of cash and it will be more than two X when we double, double production for there to finance everything, a debt repayment to, to finance our exploration program. And then frankly, even to, to finance our ability to get other companies to recognize that the debt that we have is small in the context of what the underlying profitability of our asset is. Well, thank you, Akiba. It sounds like you've got a very, very exciting year ahead and uh, look forward to catching up with you again in the future to see how things are progressing there. The Maker Mining trades on the TSXV under MKO and on the OTCQX under MAKOF. Akiba Leesman, CEO, thank you very much for joining us today. All right. Appreciate it, Bob. And that's all for me, Paul Harris. Join us for more from Daily soon. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.